Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The humans are returning. Hunting us. What's our plan? This is our home. This is our family. This is our fortress. This is where we make our stand. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Well, Pete, thank you so much for coming back to the show. You brought a friend. It's always a pleasure. Not a friend, but... You brought your brother. Brought my brother. Hello. Nick. So we have Pete and Nick Casa here today. We're talking about Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. We just watched it. And so before we get into the film proper, let's talk about... Let's rewind the clock 13 years. Goodness. So Avatar releases late uh, 2009. So where were you when it came out? Where was I? Okay, Pete. I'll I start went with and saw. You. Let's see. Back 13 years ago, that's when th- like real 3D was like at its peak. Yep. When everything is, was in 3D, yeah. and when they're like filming everything in 3D, and it's like, oh my gosh. So let's see. Back then, Avatar one. I went and saw it in Woodridge IMAX, Illinois. Yep. And I was with my boy Andy. Had a Andy. good time. Andy Sandberg. You know Andy. No, I don't. You know Andy. Andy. Anyways, okay. so saw saw Avatar, you know. Um, first thoughts when I first saw it, visuals, insane. Absolute insane visuals. Yeah. Storyline, it's your typical like cowboys and Indians storyline or like you're like conquistadors and Mexican storyline invading. <laughs> you got one invading, you know, culture yeah. and the, you know, more native culture pocahontas and pocahontas space. And pocahontas. Space. yeah yes. yeah it's pocahontas yes. in space exactly um loved it i wasn't really a fan of the storyline when i first saw it mm. but i thought the visuals were super cool oh yeah yep okay so nick mm. how did you first see avatar saw it in theaters 
Son <laughs> <laughs> theaters. Do you have a similar story to Pete, or did you come at it this uh, a little differently? Similar story, you know, nothing, nothing special. I think the fire alarm went off though. No, about halfway through, which was serious? a bummer. <laughs> no refund, no nothing. <laughs> Just ruining the movie. Was this at the same theater? This is AMC Cantera, oh, so Warrenville. Yeah. yeah, right down the road. But, oh my God. It, you know, talk about Pocahontas of <laughs> outer space. I mean, it's just like, where was I? I was here. Where do I wish I was? Pandora. You know, I had the same sentiment. A lot of people had that sentiment. Like when Avatar 1 came out, people are like, oh my God, Pandora's so amazing looking. I wish I lived there instead of Earth. Can you imagine though, like all the things there that are built to kill you? Just go to Australia. It's the same thing. Yeah, but like Pandora's like, you know, bioluminescence, you got like floating uh, mountains. So it's like, if you're going to die, something nice to look at. Yeah. I mean, Australia is beautiful. And everything there is built to kill you. That's true. Chicago. Chicago is a beautiful sight here. Yeah. Chicago's a built to kill you. Built to kill you. (laughs) It's no Pandora. Uh, That's true. So, like, when I saw the first Avatar, I went into this movie thinking it was completely different because, like, I saw the ads. I didn't really look much into it. I just saw mech warriors on a planet, and then like, oh, blue people, bro! I didn't even see mech warriors in the first promotional campaigns. What did you see? All I saw were like the blue faces and like the bioilluminating yeah. world and everything. That's all I saw. I know it's gonna be like you know okay. fucking Matrix mech warriors, and, <laughs> you know aliens, you know going at it, cowboys okay. and Indian style. So you got like more of the naturish. That's what aspect. I got in my promos. Yeah, my targeted ad was mech warriors. So I went into a thing and it was Halo, and boy was I wrong. I thought it was gonna be like oh they're gonna kill the aliens. It's gonna be like from the human perspective, and then what it ended up being was this man, this marine, Jake Scully, or Jake Sully, uh, you know becomes a Marine and then in, uh, interacts with the indigenous people and then becomes a Navi, a blue person. A Navi. Yes. And so I was like, mm. this is not what I expected at all. But coming out of it, I was like, well, that was a pretty good movie. And then I watched it five more times. I saw it once and only once. Oh, I ended up bootlegging it for all my friends. So like I had the magic DVD. <laughs> oh, nice. And we like colored in a, a blue person on the, on the cover. It was great. Mm. Can you imagine if the first movie ended with the Eiffel 65 song? Blue, blue Dabadi, like, end credits, boom. Eiffel 65. Yo, listen up. Oh, that would be great. Be, be beautiful. <laughs> nice. So anyways, so 13 years later, did you think we we're going to get Avatar 2? Pete? Well, yeah, because I remember um, back during when the first one came out. and Yeah. Cameron was talking about his masterpiece. It was a billion dollars and whatever. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's spent so much money on a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, but he was like, oh, I want to have one movie that's about like the land por- portion of Pandora. I want the sea portion, like underwater. I want an air portion. Oh, shit. So he wants to do land, air, sea, uh-huh. all these different aspects of Pandora. Oh. And I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. And then like we were expecting the second movie to come out in like, four years five years delayed 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 because cameron's like oh i'm waiting for better tech i need more technology honestly this shit could have been made eight years ago 
Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Because, no. okay, so we just came out of Avatar 2. The CGI looks really good. Really, It good. looks good, but also... I think it's the best I've ever seen. It looks real. It looks it looked very real. Okay, I mean, Pete, you're rolling your eyes. Why are you rolling your eyes? Does it look like a PS2 uh, cinematic? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to film, cinema, everything, yeah. like you can only project realness to an extent unless it's actual real. Same with a camera. Like a camera can only capture yeah. that realness to an extent. It'll never be as true as like your naked eye. So yeah. CGI can only do so much until it all starts looking the same. And then you put it with 3D and when you have really fast transitions in motion, yeah. you get weird jumbled up motion blur in the 3D aspect, which I'm not a big fan of 3D and that's why because you lose a lot of like contrast and other different, you know, film mumbo jumbo motion blur. Yeah, it just it, it all gets fucked in my opinion. I okay. So I insisted we watch this movie in 3D. IMAX. It wasn't a true IMAX. It was a big screen, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an IMAX IMAX. It was a Limax. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Limax is? Nick? Limax. I can put it together. Okay. <laughs> it's like IMAX from Wish.com. Yep. Exactly. So, we put an the, extra foot of screen in there. The, <laughs> Aldi, the Aldi version. The Aldi yeah. version. Double the price. <laughs> so anyways, so I was like, okay, I didn't watch the first one in 3D. I know you did. Mm-hmm. I felt like I missed out. Because everyone was like, "Oh, it's so amazing, 3D! It was coming out of the screen, the 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 the, the glow in the dark butterflies." So I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna miss this. I'm gonna watch in 3D." So I dragged you two to watch in 3D, and I thought it was the best 3D I've seen because it didn't look overtly 3D. Everything yes. blended. Agreed. Agreed. So definitely the best 3D movie I've ever seen. Just yeah. because, I mean, when we were younger, we were living in the height, like the height of 3d like yes. everything so when something was 3d it's like everything from like an actual like bullet was 3d to like a <laughs> gum wrapper it's like they threw a gum wrapper out oh it's coming out of the screen like it was so <laughs> cheesy and over the top yes and this one actually felt like a you know normal movie mm-hmm. but in 3d like yeah. not everything was in 3d you don't have to see like a 3d titty and a 3d like <laughs> spear at the same time yeah it's just when things had to be 3d they're 3d and i appreciated that yeah, I think it was made to be in 3D because, like, when you have everything CGI, you could be like, okay, this isn't 3D. You know what threw me off <laughs> at first in this one? What? The frontal bokeh of the initial shot when – who's the main character avatar in this? Like, the female? Natiri. Natiri. Yes, so that's right. You got, you got Natiri. <laughs> you got Natiri, like, peering through, like, the bushes or, like, the trees. Oh, yeah. And you have a reverse bokeh on you as if you're the tree and she's looking through you. That was kind of cool. Like yeah. she's in focus, but then, you know. Yes. Right. That was yes. pretty dope. That was cool. And then bookends at the end of the movie, without spoilers, mm-hmm. same thing where you have the out of focus, I think it's leaves or something, and then you have Jake Scully. Jake Scully. Scully. In the back. This is not X-Files. <laughs> Scully. Scully. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that this entire podcast, by the it's way. It's so easy, too. It's simple. Well, well, here's the thing. The original Avatar, they had a few scenes where the 3D puts you in the setting, like kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. So in the original, when they first arrive on Pandora and they're getting off that ship, they put their masks on and they march out of the plane. And that in 3D was cool because it felt like you were actually there getting onto Pandora. Yep. So that was cool. And then when 
Jake's always learning how to hunt and he shoots the bow at one of those little dinosaur creatures. I don't know. Yeah. And it stares right at him and it's like it's looking at you. So I think the original Avatar did a good job of putting you in the movie, not so much having the movie come out at you. Yes. Totally. Yes. And this new one was just like that as well. It was Absolutely. very much the same. Like, I love it when movies, this is how you use 3D. I think a lot of people know this. It's better to go into the screen rather than the screen coming out at you. Because I've seen both. We've all seen both. You go to Disneyland, you have all the, the, the wacky characters plop, you know, popping out at you. And it's like, oh, it's fun if you're a kid. But when you're an adult, it's like, oh, this is stupid. I mean, I'm wearing glasses now. And these 3D glasses do not match well with my spectacles. <laughs> I was adjusting you gotta wear them. Contacts, I was sure. I was adjusting them a yeah. good ten dozen times. I went over my glasses. Yeah, I need like a full on visor. I feel like the first okay. If, if we want to go back, remember the, the first three D glasses? Yes, they were like normal glasses with like the the three D shades in them, yep. and it's like you would have to like they wouldn't fit over your glasses. It was bad. And I'm and like red and blue. Yeah. Red, oh no, no, those ones. Blue. There's those ones too, like the comic book ones. Yeah. But like for me, I at one point I took them off, and what really just like you know grinded my gears when I took off the 3D glasses for one moment. What, Peter? It's like wearing sunglasses at a movie theater. Like the whole more like the the whole screen I couldn't see it is out of focus because it's all 3D. Yeah. But you could see like it's more saturated and it's brighter and it's just more like poppy. Yep. And then you put the 3D glasses on, and it's like, oh, there's your little filter just so you can get 3D. Yeah. I think there's a better way to do it. And we were talking about this before the podcast. Because I think there has to be a way to have clear lenses. Oculus. Why do they have to be sunglasses? Because, like, we're inside, we're in the dark room, and it's like, putting them on, I mean, it's like maybe darkening it by 20%, 30%. Mm-hmm. But it makes a big difference. So yeah. I, I understand your 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 qualms. I got qualms. Hey, re, gotta, hey, hey uh, real three D. Take notes. Just take, gotta get through it to VR. Yeah, that's where we want to be. Yes, the VR. Just movie. the Oculus Rift. The Oculus right on your face. There's not even gonna be a screen. Everyone's sitting in a dark room with <laughs> VR goggles, that's or it. just movies at home. Everyone's retinas. Every, everyone's retinas just get you know burned out because they're wearing these goggles. <laughs> It'll be fun, though. You'll be in Pandora, finally. Finally. You'll be in Pandora. In Pandora. Yeah. Pandora. And speaking of that, before we get into the movie further, I want to talk about, so have you been to Pandora for real? I have. At Disney? At Disney, No, I haven't been to Disney since, like, 2002. Oh, my God. It changed so much. Yeah, it's been a good 20 years, right, Nick? That's a big no for me. Yeah. That's a big no for you? It's a big no. I've been to Pandora Land. It's called Pandora Land? No, it's just called Pandora. But I've been to Pandora uh, in Disney. It's an animal kingdom. And it's like you're walking into the movie. All the all the scenery is like all bioluminescent. So they put it in Animal Kingdom because they're animals? Yes. You sure it wasn't a rainforest cafe? You sure? It was not a rainforest cafe. They have a rainforest cafe. It sounds like a rainforest cafe. Yeah, it was a Tina the Tree and like the little monkey creatures. But anyways, so I'm in Pandora and they have two rides. They have uh, this ride where you become an avatar and you're riding, uh, what do you call it, one of those flying creatures where you plug in with your hair penis. I call them the, the dragon things. The dragon things. Yeah, they're riding the dragon things. So then you're riding the dragon things. So you have like this, uh, you plug in, it's kind of like an Oculus Rift mixed in with like a flight simulator. 
and you're going through Pandora and it's beautiful and it's pretty awesome. And then the other ride is kind of like it's a small world, but all Avatar. So you like see like it's a blue world after <laughs> all. They're waving. Yes. But at the end of the ride, you have uh, what's the girl's name? Natiri. Natiri. Yeah. You have Natiri at the end, and she's like, Ewa. Ewa. Just like she's that like, name? What? Yes. Sounds like Bad Bunny a little Ewa. bit. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, yes, namaste. And then the ride's over. So that's uh, Pandora Land. That'll be $5,000. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here, scrub. <laughs> Through the gift shop, please. Through the gift shop. Yes. Through the gift shop. That's Spend right. all your money. That's right. So let's get into Avatar 2, ladies and gentlemen. So, Pete, would so, you like to volunteer as tribute to summarize yeah, the film sure, of sure. Avatar 2? word vomit all over this. And, are you ready? Yeah, I'm down. Go. All right, Avatar 2 is the exact same movie as Avatar 1. However, <laughs> it takes place in their oceans and seas and other bodies of water. And you have the same exact issues in the first one. You have the sky people coming down and yes. they're harvesting not just the resources, but they're harvesting the special sauce within the whales. Yes. And it's secret yeah, sauce. Just like I said, same exact movie, amazing visuals. It'll blow your mind. It's oh, yeah. easily a hundred times visually appealing than the first one, but same storyline, which is very appealing as well because it works. Good job, Pete. A good summary. That's a good summary. That's about it. Pretty much the same. <laughs> it's pretty much the same movie. Basically, they repackaged it and said, hey, you waited 12 years. Do you remember anything? It took 12 years to make, my friend. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think it's the same as the first one. And I could tell you why. Tell me all about it. Okay. Because they have kids? No. So, I okay. We're going to get into it as we go on. But I think the big appeal of the first movie, why it grossed a billion dollars other than being... Mm visually amazing to look at is you have this character of Jake Sully um, go from hardened Marine soldier, lose his way and realize how beautiful nature is and be one with the earth, AKA Pandora. Well, he lost his way because he lost his legs and because he lost his legs, that's right. Because he lost his legs. He was like, I don't have any worth anymore. Like he was all like down and depressed and shit. And then, boom, he gets an avatar, and he's like, I've got legs. And he's, like, rolling his toes in the grass, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, that transformed him back into, let's just say a bean. Yeah, he becomes a bean. A bean. A bean. So, yeah, I mean, you have that transformative process with this character. It's like he finds a new a source of life. It's like when he goes into the, the pod and links up with his avatar, it's like essentially he's dreaming. But it's like, mm-hmm. where is he living more? in his human life or is his Navi life? And then as the movie goes on in the first one, he chooses the Navi life, chooses to forego his old life and to embrace the new. So it's like you have that going on. And he didn't have that in Avatar 2. He was born again. He was born again, yes. He was born again. And then they were born again at the end when they became sea people. But it's not the same. I know, it's different. It's different. Because like I'm, I'm sitting there watching the movie and I'm like, the punch, not even the punch, the impact of like the first film doesn't resonate in the second movie. I think there's going to be a big punch in the third, though. There better be. There's going to be a big punch. Waiting and for the punch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like this was the perfect tee-up for some colossal third movie that's going to come out. Yeah. They, here's the thing. It was teed up perfectly, just like how The Force Awakens was teed up 
perfectly. It was. Also Disney. They had Ryan Johnson come in. So hopefully this third movie that comes out Uh knocks out of the park. Needs a Ryan Johnson. Yeah, to knock exactly. it out of the park. Gross. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like being the Navi must end. Imagine if that happened. Would you be pissed off? Nah, I'll see how it turns out. <laughs> What's the end goal here? What, What's the know. goal? What's yeah. the goal here? I think I know what the goal is when What's it comes the to the Avatar movies. And I think milk it just like Marvel? No. So I think I'm glad you made a Star Wars reference because uh, James Cameron and George Lucas are of the same cut of the cloth. You know why? Because they both grew up around Vietnam, the Vietnam War, and their response to that was like, fuck this shit, this isn't right. We're the, we're the empire infringing on the sovereign nation, these jungle people. So when you have Avatar, what's the main threat? It's the military-industrial complex. Sky people. The yeah. white people. The white us. people. Us. Yeah. So like Americans, it's the same thing uh, in the second movie too. But I think he could have done it a little bit better, which I'm going to get into. I mean, I think that he just like blew his load on just you know all the production of it, and then he was like, "Oh fuck, I don't have a story." He does have a story though; it's just not made very well. Yeah, he's got a story. He's just like, "Hey, uh, let's throw that same shit together, but like tweak it here and there." Here's the thing: it's three hours long. It's three hours and ten minutes long. We went. We got to the movie theater early. Like, at least 30 minutes early. Then there was a 30 minutes worth of uh, trailers. Good trailers, though. They were good. But, like, it's like, I was looking at my watch. I was telling you, Nick, I was like, is the movie going to start yet? Why did we get here early? We could have been, like, a half hour late, and the movie wouldn't have started yet. We could have sat down, had pancakes, a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, could have actually just, like, woke up today. Took a nap. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it didn't start yet. Let's go. Roll in there. We have predetermined seating. It's IMAX. So it was a four-hour experience. And I felt like the movie was really bloated. It's a visual treat. It's beautiful to look at. Mm -hmm. There is a story, but I feel like he stretched it thin Mm -hmm. and he focused in on the wrong things. Because like like I said with the first movie, it's about this transformative process of Jake. He experiences Pandora. He changes. He becomes a Navi. He uh, respects nature more. He is one with the tree of life and this stuff. In the second movie, you could have had that. But instead, he took like... This John Connor-esque figure and placed it onto Jake Sully Mm -hmm. where he was like, oh, he's the insurgents and he's trying to kill off all the sky people, the mercenaries, uh, so they don't get the unobtainium. And it's like, man, we did that already. That was like freaking 13 years ago. So here's where I stand with it. So early on when – what is it? I forget when it is in the movie, but it's early on and someone's like – like some – native navi is criticizing jake saying like oh you're not the chosen one blah blah blah. so i hear that i'm thinking neo from the matrix so that's just in my mind like the the chosen (laughs) one so i'm thinking okay i'm gonna wait the entire movie for some chosen one aspect to reveal itself Mm. and we get hints and tastes Mm -hmm. from sigourney weaver's daughter the entire fucking movie yeah mm-hmm. everything from the her being this like miracle child because because they're like we don't know how the contraception even happened so boom right. starts there and then she's doing all this weird neo shit in the movie i think that's where it's teed up for the third one she's gonna be the actual what's the like highest mother in this thing called Wailea? no that's hawaii um <laughs> but where, where they Nick, call do you know like the no idea, <laughs> like like whatever they call like the all engrossing mother of the planet, 
Yeah. I think it's going to live within her in the third. I think because yeah. she had this Ray Skywalker moment when she was like, "Who's my yeah. father?" And it's like, it's like, you know, you know, she has a seizure and underwater, and yes. boom. But um, yeah, I think it's teeing up for her to be this like chosen one. Okay. Look, frankly, the father is that nerdy dude that you see like one time. He's yeah, got, he's got to be the father. But here's the thing: I don't think you need an epic storyline for Avatar. It's a fantasy. It's uh, it's an escape. It's a world that people just like dream about. You don't need this incredible storyline like Star Wars, which is, you know, I'm not a Star Wars buff, but just in outer space and on a few planets here and there. Pandora, I mean, that's just like a, a magical fantasy land. That's yeah. what people yeah, so get then, lost in. That's what so they then love. why bring in the military complex for profit if we're not going to have some sort of like epic story. Here's the thing. This is why I brought up the whole Vietnam thing to begin with. Cause I agree with you, Nick, we don't need this savior of the humanity or Navi uh, storyline because like, I think at the root of it, which uh, James Cameron needs to focus in on, which made the first film resonate so well with the world is like, okay, we're in tune with nature. So instead of like being the aggressors, the American empire. It's like, oh, maybe we need to look beyond the whole Western greed stuff because like, why do they go to Pandora to mine this mineral that they can't get on earth and it's super expensive. And what they have to do is they have to like cut down the tree, which was the home of the Navi. That's the whole, mm-hmm. that's the whole it's point got of that mineral. Yeah. It has a yeah. whole point of contention. And then part two is like, we're getting this mineral from the whale's brain. But that was introduced two thirds into the movie. Yeah, that was. I, I looked at my watch. I was like, "Okay, when are we introducing this? We have one hour left. Yeah, of this three hour exactly. Movie. So that should have been re- introduced earlier in early the movie. on because it's like why the you know sky people coming back. You could have had this whole movie about whaling because like in the first movie it's about deforestation, like oh cutting down the trees, oh my home. Mm. And the second one, if we're gonna focus in on the water, might as well do a whaling uh, hunter. It felt that way. Yeah, it was definitely like a whaling type of thing. But it was like a subplot because yeah. like the main the last driving half hour. Yes, the main driving force was uh villain uh small soldiers dude from the first movie gets resurrected. He's now a <laughs> small soldier. <laughs> yeah. Epic. He's, <laughs> well, if you're watching this, I'm dead and my body's being regrown on earth. Yes. Okay. Sick. So he's he's a Navi and he's like hunting down Jake because it's like, well, he keeps on killing us. We need to take him out because he's a threat to our whole operation on Pandora. So that was like the driving force in the beginning. And it's like, oh, man, like he's like hunting him down. And then it gets to a point where the pacing comes to a full on stop. And it happened right when they reached the water world. And then all of a sudden the threat of the mercenaries, poof, disappeared. Gone. And I'm like. It wasn't like, oh, like five minutes. It was like instantaneous. 15 minutes of like, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Whatever happened to the the army guys? Yeah. Did we forget about them? And Nick, uh, what's that water world called again? Mitkiana. Mitkiana is a water world. <laughs> Coming to a theme park near you. Here's how I would have restructured the film. You could still have like the small soldiers dude uh, resurrect Project Phoenix. I think that was on his uh, bulletproof uh, vest. You could have still had him, except kill him off in the first 30 minutes. So it's like you have this like muscle person like, oh, he's trying to get uh, Jake and the rest of his family. They defeat him, except their home is like destroyed because of the battle. Oh, we have to go to a new place. They go to the water world. What is it, Nick? Metkayina. <laughs> they go to Met- Met- Metkayina. 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 They go there. 
they, you know, become one with that tribe and you have like this like dynamic going on. It's like, oh, you're forest people, but we're sea people. So it's kind of like this prejudice type thing going on. They become one with the tribe. They understand the land. We understand the land by watching it. And then off in the distance, oh, you see like dead whales. Oh, what's going on? This ominous thing coming in. And then we have the encounter of the whalers. And it's like, oh shit, we have to defeat them. We need to stop them. They're going to kill off all the whales. So then, then in that case, it's like the first movie again. But instead, he put all this shit in there, like all these different plot lines. I think he, I think because like the main, the main couple, um, what's his face, Scully, Sully, Sully. Jake Sully, and uh, (laughs) Natiri, they now have kids. So we have to include that whole aspect. So, Mm -hmm. and they all their own different personalities and everything. They have their own, you know own story arcs yes so they i think he was like obligated to jump into that you know get like the youngest like the youngest sons you know looking for that approval of his dad you know arc in there Mm -hmm. and then the whole like everything else that's going on with just like the whales and how whales can talk to these people like okay that wasn't really established I was surprised when the whales started talking back. I'm like, yeah, huh? yeah. I was like, <laughs> like they're having a full blown conversation. Like, hey, how's your day? And the subtitles are in papyrus. Yeah, I was like, fuck. <laughs> At least he's Peltino. <laughs> At least and I'm he's just Peltino. like, I'm like, hold Comic on. Sans popping in. I'm, I'm like, like oh, shit. We go the first entire Avatar, and these peoples are not talking to animals. And now we go to the second one, and the whale is like, hey, how's your baby doing? And they're just like, what? But no, no but again, but again. Go on. Storyline, when you reduce it down, was small soldier going to kill Jake <laughs> Sully. Yes. Yeah. Like we're, was, we're an hour it. and a half in and I'm just like, wait, this is just about him chasing a guy to kill him. Exactly. Just to kill him. And so, goes to my original point, it's about a magical fantasy land. <laughs> it's a getaway. Talking to whales. And it was about learning. Okay, when you leave Avatar, the original, mm-hmm. you just think of the Navi. You just think of the forest people. You don't realize, oh, there's like different you know tribes different mm-hmm. types of navi mm-hmm. it's just them yep so then what do they do cameron introduces you to the water people and how they have different you know adaptations to their land yep. and that's more of what i felt this was about learning more about pandora mm-hmm. learning more about the navi and just the different variations of navi yeah yes. exactly that's what it was about because the storyline Literally is the same. They even use some of the same, like same uh, lines, same lines, some of the same lines. Like what? There. Eighty million a kilo. Yeah, <laughs> so it pays for the whole thing. So it pays for your science. <laughs> that, was, like, that was literally <laughs> word for word. So it's like the story. There's nothing phenomenal. Does it need? Does it need to be? Probably not, because you're on Pandora. That's what's phenomenal. I agree, but like. I feel like you could have just eliminate the whole small soldiers plot line. You could have. And just had the whalers. It would have been the same exact movie. Well, when they showed him, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> this him. guy got bowed twice and now oh, he's yeah, yeah. back within 20 well, minutes. Well, he's a clone. His avatar is a clone it of is. his memories. And they put his consciousness in his brain. He's like, fuck. But you, but you would think like 12 years, you have 12 years to do this. Can't you get some sort of new character line. Yeah. Anything. It's not that hard. And they almost did with that female general that that they introduced. I was like, okay. It was close. And then was she like, was gone. Yeah, it was close. It was gone. Like, like it never happened. Gone. And it's like, okay, because I was like, okay, we're going to have like the same thing going on, but it's like, a, it's a woman now instead of like small soldiers guy. 
but they didn't do that. And it's like, then they started messing around with like, okay, we're learning about the world. And it's like, wait a minute, isn't the whole driving force to get away from this dude? And it's like, we're not showing him for like 30 minutes. We're just playing around with whales and like trying to get into this tribe. That's where you get rid of that damn small soldier. You just focus in on learning about Pandora, learning about the sea world, the sea, uh, the sea Navi. And then you introduce the conflict with right. the whalers. And it's like, Oh, with the whalers. Yeah. yeah. And then through that, you're like, Oh, then that applies to like our world. Like, Oh, respect the blue whale, respect Marine. Can we also hey. say how they're like a thousand islands. Oh <laughs> yeah. When they're searching and they get them on the third Island. Yeah. Third <laughs> it's like, gonna take forever. They're like third Island. Yeah. Third got Island. Em. We Boom. got them. Got them. Okay. Got them dead in the water. And they even say, there's a thousand islands right here. Okay. Yeah, that's later. a big sample size. Yeah. Find them immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a movie. Well, nice this, job. this patch of land looks good. Let's go there. <laughs> nice Sold. job, Cameron. You could have simplified it and it would have been a more effective movie. It's kind of like uh, Return of the Jedi, where you have like a whole bunch of different plot lines. You got the Luke uh, Vader thing. You got like the Endor thing. And then you have like uh, the Jabba the Hutt thing. It's like, well, you have all this shit. And it's like the more effective movie is when you just have one storyline. Like an avatar. It was one story. Stop the Marines before they cut down the forest. Simple. Mm-hmm. Everyone can get on board with that. But this movie, it's like you got you have like the savior complex with like Sigourney Weaver's daughter. And then you have like uh the the boys that are trying to like uh, rite of passage type Man thing. up for their dad. Yes. And then you have the dad, it's like trying to take care of his family while also running away from the Marines, and it's like you got too much. And then you have that. We even talk about Spider, which is the human character, human boy character. Right. It's like, I was even confused with his characters. Cause like in the beginning, it's like, oh, they take on this uh, human boy and he's like tr- training to be like a Navi. And he's small soldier's son. Yes. So it's like, who, which, yeah. Who did he get pregnant in the first movie? Did I miss that? We all missed it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I will say it's Story. a good twist though. Because you're like, what the hell is this little bastard going to do? <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do now? Who was pregnant in cryo? Like, come on. I don't know. Maybe he, he got on he with the some, general. I but, don't he, know. but he has some good lines, though. He's like, can't put a baby in cryo sleep, dumbass. <laughs> That's like, no dumb shit. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Like, And then like, I didn't know where his allegiance laid because right. it's like when he when he meets his dad, the Navi version of his dad, he like kind of likes him. So it's like, oh, is he? Okay, this is like a well, re- because he reverse was redemption. by the Navi. Yeah. So he meets his dad. He respects his dad. It's like, oh, he's like, he can be like a Navi. And then throughout the entire movie, it's like, he's like teetering back and forth. I don't know if that was the intention. It just causes me to be confused. Like, uh, is this a good guy, a bad guy? Just yeah. a guy. Well, he was he's kind a of guy. forced to be there, you know, like, because his, his, you know, quote unquote, faux father yeah. was like, if you run off, I'm going to kill you. So you gotta do what I say. Mm. So he was he was locked down that way. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know if he was gonna turn on you know the Sully family, and he did for a little bit. He did, which I was like, oh, he's a bad guy now. And then he turned on his other dad. Yep, classic American bastard. You know what a good (laughs) twist would be actually? What third movie? Uh huh. Um, small soldier general guy that's like on a quest to kill all Navi basically. Um, he has like a change of heart and he like becomes one with the Navi. Like he, you know, joins their pack, right? That'd be cool. And then the other twist would be spider becomes like the general. 
He's like, I know your strategy and everything. I'm going to wipe you out. Ooh. That's more like an Avatar 6 Because here's the thing. He's the age. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In this movie, that boy probably is like 14. Yeah. So another 13 years, he's pushing 30. Solid. You think we're going to wait 13 years for Avatar 3? No. No, we're not. But I'm just saying. But what if? Because like he already filmed. I know We're jumping all over the place. But like <laughs> He already filmed the third one. Right. And to, a part to, of the fourth one. To get the Stranger Things effect out of yes. the way. And I saw that online. Someone commented, it's all CGI dumb shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, true. Voice. Avatar 3, 2024. It's coming out. Boom. Well, we'll see if it actually happens. But yeah, like, because I think it's we're supposed to get character. We're supposed to get um, an Avatar movie one year, the following year, Star Wars movie, and then Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars. That's the formula that Disney oh, put out no. there like a year and a half ago. Really? No. Yeah. Little uh, you know, spoiler. Vin Diesel, Avatar 3. Hey, Vin Diesel. Hey. Family, baby. Let's Root. go. Damn. Well, this film is about family. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I would Diesel. love it if it's just like Vin Diesel. And like, you know how like humans can't breathe air on Pandora? Yeah. And Vin Diesel's like, I don't need a mask. <laughs> he just like shows up, wife beater in jeans, Timberlands. <laughs> Dom Toretto comes Dom, out. Dom Toretto. Yeah. Guarantee he's working on a ship. He's yep. like a little grease monkey. <laughs> Guarantee it. I have a feeling he's going to be a he's, he's like He's like tattooing a dragon wing on a dragon. Okay. Yeah, I got Nas on this dragon. God. Uh, I think it'll end up being the same thing. Uh, same thing. Yeah, it's going to be the same Just a thing. fantasy getaway. You learn more about Pandora, who's there, see a way of life, and then the plot line is... You know, run, Stop run the of the mill. Run of the exactly. mill. Stop this bad guy. Save the kids. Yep. Yeah. So That's we it. had deforestation yeah. and whalers. Third movie. Getting ahead of myself right now. All right. I'm thinking right now they're going to try and somehow harvest the atmosphere. And that's why it's going to be in the air. Because you can't bring these dragon okay. things into space, man. We can't go there. We already had horses in Star Wars. <laughs> like, space horses. Space horses. Yeah. So I think they're going to be like, oh, we got to burn up the atmosphere so that we can breathe air on this planet. And that's going to kill off all the wildlife on the planet so that humans can then live on Pandora. They they casually dropped that in this movie. Did they do that? Where it's like we're going to terraform Pandora to be livable for humans. Mm-hmm. There you go. So they have the colonization aspect too. Uh, I think that's where they might be going rather than harvesting flying creatures in the sky. Well, not harvesting the creatures, but making the air livable. Oh, which then kills off all the creatures. Kills everything. Okay. Eh, okay. That makes sense. I think I... How the, Okay. <laughs> My brain is like, how are you, how are you supposed to make that happen? <laughs> Collect how yourself. do you do that? In a narrative well, aspect. Well, we hear that in the trailer for Oppenheimer. Yes. When, I don't know who he's talking to in the trailer. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's talking, no, someone's talking to Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. And they're like, how do we know that the chain reaction in the A-bomb is not going to burn out the entire atmosphere? Yep. There you go. Well, it's not zero. What do you mean, not zero? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. So maybe, you know, this is far in the future. Maybe they create a weapon that doesn't stop. Can I call dibs on that podcast episode? Oppenheimer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's coming out. 
Stay tuned. Next July. Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. I think, okay, let's not, okay. Let's not jump into that. No, no, yes. We're going to take here. a tangent because like when, this, when the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer came out, we watched it in IMAX. And I looked over, and you're like, yeah, thumbs up. I was excited. Hold up. Yeah, we're psyched. Aren't you a little bummed that the voice of Mario isn't the voice of Mario? No. It's Chris Pratt. Yeah. Talking like Chris Pratt. Nah. He's not even trying. I'm all all right with it. He's like, it's a me, a Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Mamma mia. Was it me, or did Peach kind of sound like Tara Reid a little bit? It's Anya Taylor Joy. Ah, oh, okay, never mind. Tara Reid. That yeah, would be that would be the comeback be of the comeback century, right there. I know I was in Sharknado, but now I'm going to be in real movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, reel it in. <laughs> Tara Reid from Van Wilder comes back as Princess Peach. I was just <laughs> bummed that Chris Pratt's not even putting in any effort yeah. into his Mario. A lot of people are bummed about that. Yeah, that's it. All right, back on track. Avatar 2. Time to put the train back on the rails. So I think think the heart of the movie is missing in this movie. Because in the first one, you had Jake react to the change. In this movie, that wasn't the main focus. The main focus was uh, that Jake is... The, the hero of the tribe and it's probably going to be his daughter Scorny Weaver Scorny Weaver's daughter and it's like that's not the fucking purpose of these movies the purpose of these movies is to like it's kind of like a nature movie it's like oh man yeah epic epic oh it's so beautiful our planet's beautiful earth is beautiful and it's like he's trying to terminator it where it's like, oh, there needs to be a chosen one, the savior of humanity, but the Navi. And it's like, just stop, Cameron, just stop. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I do. I'm following you. It was about family. I think it was, it, they said it multiple times. The chosen family. Why do you do anything? To protect your family. Yeah. It's, a, it's about him, like, being a dad, got the kids, so it didn't have the oomph, you know? Yeah, and now we're waiting to see. Okay, well, what are the kids going to be like? I think that's the big question mark. Here's Which the question? <laughs> Do you think we're going to get a time jump? Time jump. Hopefully not. If it is, it's like a year. Yeah, like a year. Maybe years, the third one years. is a direct sequel, and then the fourth one there's a time jump. How many are there? Four or more? I think he's going to make uh, five. I believe it's either six or eight. Holy shit! For sure, six. Is he going to be alive for that? Uh, Baker's dozen. Baker's dozen. <laughs> They're going to be made with AI. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we can do that now, so. We can. Yeah. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> I don't know. It's still, you know, space book on us. So, yeah. Nick. Yeah. Walking into this. Walking in. So, did it live up to your expectations, Avatar 2? It did. You want to know why? Why? Because it generated excitement. That's true. So, leaving Avatar, the original, we go 12 years, and, you know, immediately after, you're like, oh, man, Avatar 2, when's it coming out? A year goes by. A decade goes by and you forget about it <laughs> and you don't care as much. You yeah. don't care. You yeah. forget. And then you meet people like my girlfriend who hasn't seen Avatar. Uh-huh. And so you re- you get back into it and she never saw Avatar. She never saw it. Holy shit. I showed it to her. She loves Natiri now. That's great. Who doesn't? She's uh, the best. But you know, when the opening scene for Avatar 2 was starting, and you're flying in the clouds. Yeah. And then it, it opens up to the uh, the Hallelujah Mountains. <laughs> That's what they're called. That, yep. gave, me sh- that called. gave me like shivers because it's like, oh, my God, we're back on Pandora and it's going to be new content. We've seen this four or five, however many times you've watched it. Yeah. And it's always the same. And what was exciting was, okay, we're going to learn more about Pandora. And that's really when you're done watching the original one, you just want to, you just, you're daydreaming about Pandora. Man, I wish I could be a Navi for a day. So for me, there was no hype. Okay. (laughs) So we have Nick. Pure excitement. Excitement. And it evoked emotions too. It was good. The magic of cinema came back in that moment for Avatar 2. For me. And we have Peter who Mm -hmm. says... This movie is a hunk of shit. No, 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 no. I'm bored. No, so... Where's Super Mario? Exactly. Yeah, so... Bring in Vin Diesel. Yeah, hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, so... For me... Like, when it comes to movies... It's really hard for me to watch something more than once. Because if I start thinking about the movie already... Then I'll play the entire movie in my head. And I don't want to watch it ever again. So, Mm -hmm. like, with Avatar... Like there's times when I'm like sitting on my couch looking for something to watch and I'm just like, oh, Avatar. Yeah, that was a fun movie. But then I started thinking about it in my head from front to back and I'm like, the storyline actually was shit. For I'm just not a fan oh of the Avatar storylines, but the visuals are mind-blowing. Uh-huh. So there have been multiple times when I've you know turned on Avatar. I'm like, oh, yeah, this movie's dope. And then I'm just like, okay, now I'm fast-forwarding in my head the whole storyline and I'm like I don't want to watch this because it's just you're bored with it I'm very like bored like what Nick said you've seen it it's already super boring. the spectacle is gone and now we have a new one yeah. new yeah. content yeah. spectacle so, <laughs> I mean for me I, I I get drawn to films that are just like heavy very heavy if, all right, if they're not <laughs> like, they're, like Saw 7 <laughs> hey Saw 3D Saw 3D no, no. So take the horror genre out because that's all cheese. But um, like I love like the heavy cerebral type movies. So like when Oppenheimer comes out, that's me heavy as shit. I can't. You want a heavy that. movie? I love that. I'll give you heavy movie. <laughs> Come and see. Come and see. Go watch. Come and see. 
It's on YouTube for free. Anyways, so I was not hyped for Avatar. Maybe if this movie was released like two, three, four years after the first one, yeah, I would have been hyped. But we're, we're 13 years out. Yeah. And like what draws me into movies has totally changed in that 13 years. So like if I'm going to get hyped for anything right now, it's going to be Indiana Jones. Yep. It's going to be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Saw 10. <laughs> Saw and X. Saw in space. X in space. Space X. No. So, um, yeah, like I was hyped just to see how Pandora changes, how it evolves, all that cool stuff. And because in the back of my mind, I was like, I really hope the storyline is not what the first one was. I was hoping, oh, this is the way of water. All of it is, all of it, if not, you know, at least 85% is going to be shot underwater. So, like, with the whole forest and how it's like, you know, illuminating everywhere, mm-hmm. we barely had that underwater. We had it underwater for like bits and pieces that were like super cool. Yeah. But we had that the entire Avatar 1 movie. Or maybe James Cameron being the aquanaut that he is, he's obsessed with the underwater. He just wanted to give you a little tease. He was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me just give you a little taste. Okay. Not the so, full buffet. So, so. If the third if it was one a has little a little taste, if it was a little taste, yeah. then two should just be the perfect tea up. For three? For everything that you aren't saying that it was. Well, we'll have to find out next year. And hopefully it is. Look, it was a spectacle. It was a spectacle. Visually stimulating to the 10th degree. Yes. It was visual. It was emotional. It was fantastic. Yeah. What what does a good film do? A good film gets you excited. Yeah. It gives you some goosebumps. It makes you laugh. Makes you happy. Makes you cry. Mm -hmm. It evokes the range of emotions. And that's what this film did. I saw Nick cry. I was wiping tears. Because like I looked over and he was like... <laughs> and I was like, that's right, man. Let it that's all right. out. I, see, it's a beautiful movie. And also, like, think of the, the sense of when they're burning down tribes and villages. How aggravated and angry you get. Oh, and man. it's like, dude, you're, oh, yeah. you're way off. <laughs> like, you're way <laughs> off. Go one more island over and you're right there. Yeah. But like, that I just infuriates that. Yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Okay, that's what I need in movies, that like trigger aspect. You didn't you weren't triggered? Well, here's the thing. You're not you like you're not human. You're not human if you're not triggered by what you saw in those scenes. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I wanted something outside of what Cameron's cookie cutter aspect is. Like outside of his formula. I wanted more okay. of a story. Okay. Not the same recycled one. So I think we're all in agreement that this is a it's truly a spectacle. It is. This is why we go to the movies. We we want to see something grandiose, and we got it with this movie. But you're saying that the the storyline could have been better. Yeah, I think he I think he blew his load on his visuals. He knows he's got something. He knows, and he doesn't need to give you the best storyline. Here's the thing to do so. Here's the thing. So I looked at the box office numbers. Not that that matters. It matters, but it matters, it matters for Cameron. It they matters for corporate. <laughs> they, they've already broken even. They so, did. Yeah, I thought he needed to get three billion to make a profit. No, no, I think he needed like one point six billion to break even. So he just broke even. Yeah, because I looked at the numbers. Let's say three hundred thousand is domestic United States. The rest of it is international. So obviously, this is resonating with. People outside of America, non Americans. So maybe we're, maybe you're in the wrong. 
Yeah, so. but look at, but also look at you know cinema outside of the U.S. Like, it's not good. Well, it's not that's not <laughs> good. It's not that's not good. That's not true. Like, <laughs> it's not true. Like, I mean, no, no, no. Like, it's phenomenal. Here's the thing. So, like, outside of the U.S., it's really hard for like you know Asian countries or some European countries to even get their hands on U.S. based film. So mm-hmm. when they can get something, let's say, like Titanic, like Avatar, or anything that is, you know, Fox with like the spotlight intro, like dun dun dun, dun like all that. <laughs> yes. Like people flip their shit just because they have a Hollywood based movie and then it's going to fucking like soar. So I think here in the US, we're definitely um, privileged to have as much as we have at our fingertips in terms of like movies, content. Mm-hmm. Etc. Because outside of us, it's hard to get good movies. Because they yeah, don't have echoing, money. Echoing right. that, yeah. Go don't on. you feel like it's so American that we get the visually stimulating stuff? You look at foreign films and even TV series, Squid Games, for example. Yeah, not American. Mm-hmm. Korean. Phenomenal storyline. One of the best right? writing. Yeah, some of the right. best writing that I've watched. So foreign, in a long time. Foreign film, foreign film, cinema, TV. Great storylines, production value, not as high. So visually stimu- visual stimulation, not as strong. But that's like the American style, right? Big yeah. Mac. It's the yes. large Coca-Cola. The Michael Bay. Yes. So he's saying that, let me just pick it. I'm going to pick up what you're putting down. So the way of the water is kind of like a hundred foot pool. It's beautiful. It's huge. But it's only one foot deep. Pretty shallow when it comes to the story. While uh, international films, it's deep, heavy. It's heavy. You'll drown. Mm-hmm. But it's not. There's you know, as in production, it's not, not very big. You'll, yeah, exactly. Because you'll drown thinking about it. Yeah. Afterwards, that's what a good films do, right? Mm-hmm. But what does what does Avatar do? You, you don't think about that much. You think about what Pandora. That's what you think yeah. about. Yeah. You think about the visuals. What keeps you glued to that screen? I think, and I'm going back to it, I think you could have fixed that. You could have had a very powerful movie if you just picked a lane. James Cameron didn't pick a lane. He had like 10 storylines going on. And as the viewer, I don't know what's going on. Agreed. I'm lost. Agreed. I'm like, what's it? the pacing's all fucked up, and it's like, I don't know what's happening. So I would say, this isn't going to happen because James Cameron is James Cameron. Have someone else write it. Okay. Has someone else directed? You want to know who can do ten? He just produces it. Do you want to know who can do ten storylines at the same time? Who? Tarantino. He could. But just get a PG thirteen Tarantino. Did you hear he's going to do a movie? Not a movie. Did you hear he's going to do a TV show? Get out of here! What is it? You didn't hear about this? No. He's doing an eight part miniseries. You didn't hear about this? Or is it an eight hour long movie cut up into eight episodes? Yep. Nick, did you hear about this? He's doing a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You didn't hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> On what platform? Nope. Um, I don't think he said. Tarantino Plus? <laughs> it's probably going to be HBO. I'm for it. Actually, sign me up. I think I know what platform it's going to be on because like, I'm going to hedge my bets right Disney. now. Disney. No. I think it's going to be on Paramount Plus. Disney X. <laughs> it's going to be on Paramount Plus. You know why? Because they have no audience. <laughs> Probably. I think you'll get a lot of subscribers. Might as well just put on Peacock. Here's the thing. You didn't hear about this? No. 
It's going to be an eight-part miniseries. What's it about? For the tenth time. He didn't <laughs> say. The tenth time, Armand. He didn't say. But I think I know what it is. Well, you didn't hear about it? Because I heard people close to him describe it. And I'm like, I know exactly what this is. So I'm going to say it right now. Say it. Nobody, there's no official announcement or anything. Star Trek. I think he's going to do a Tarantino-esque Star Trek miniseries. And who has the rights to Star Trek? Paramount. Why? Because he's a, he's a Trekkie. Is he really? He said Shit. years ago if he wanted to do a Star Trek film, well, he's not going to waste his final movie on Star Trek. And he says he has no intention on making a movie anytime soon because he just doesn't have any ideas for his final film. So he's going to do TV. And his first outing is going to be an eight-part miniseries. Isn't there already a Star Trek series coming out, though, or being produced right now? You have Discovery. You have Picard. Picard, that's what I was thinking about. And you have Strange New World. Okay. Which is uh, Enterprise before uh, Kirk. Captain Kirk. So I think Tarantino's going to do Tarantino. Star Trek. Star Trek. Huh. Saying it right now. That would be something. That would be something. You know who's good at multiple storylines? Who? Mel Gibson. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. Would you say Martin Scorsese thinks this film is cinema? Avatar 2? You throw a few Italians in there. (laughs) Some machine guns. Yeah. You got a film. I think so. If there's at least one cigar and one Italian, good. That's going to be Avatar 3. You got the Italians coming in. It's like the opposite of (laughs) the way of Awa. (laughs) Kill everything. (laughs) Want some cement shoes? Sleeping with the fishes tonight, Navi. (laughs) See how long you can hold your breath. (laughs) It would be great. Bring us back. I mean, that, that wouldn't be half bad, actually. If the Italian mafia came into Avatar 3. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is that what you're saying? Roll up with their their hats and their coats. With their fedoras. (laughs) Oh my God, it's Corleone. I was in the neighborhood. (laughs) Dressed to the nines. Oh my God. You got the Godfather coming in. Oh my God, it's flat top. What are you doing? (laughs) He's trying to get that unobtainium. Characters would be killed off very quickly. Very <laughs> yeah, quickly. Qu- quicker than Game of Thrones. Say goodbye. Uh, oh, Luciano, don't do that. Hey, Nunzio, get back here. <laughs> don't go in the water. It's glowing. Uh, I'm from Sicily. I could swim. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, my God. You would see the, the franchise take a nosedive if that happened. Or... It opened up a whole new audience. A whole new demographic. Become a parody of itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, hear me out. The Avatar series is great. The first two movies, you know, have this like weird environmentalist spin on it. Guy, you know, the third one is when it goes full on cheese. They brought in olive oil. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with this. It's all olive oil and garlic everywhere. <laughs> Pizzas. Get the sauce. Stir the sauce. When you when you hunt the whales for a uh, the sauce for a spaghetti. <laughs> How are we supposed to eat a mustard chole without it? <laughs> Man, I'm just like picturing like Goodfellas mixed with Avatar. <laughs> just like high on coke looking for helicopters. Uh, I that'd, do. Be, that'd be great. Reel it, reel it back in for okay. us. Here. Yeah. So in the first movie, we have uh, Marine Corps trying to 
they're essentially Marines, not Marines, excuse me. They're essentially mercenaries, mm -hmm. private army trying to get this mineral out of earth. Second movie, we have, uh, whale wars, mm -hmm. whale wars yeah. with like one whaling company. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, so it's like a corporation. So, and then the third movie, we could have the Italian mafia come in. So just for a little flavor, you have the mercenaries, you got the corporation thing. You got, got some good old mafia stuff. Um, so on that note, shall we get off the fence on a few things? Let's get off the fence. Okay. So let's get definitively off the fence. Do you think the wait was worth it for this film? 13 years between Avatar 1 and 2? Visuals, yes. Storyline, no. What about you, Nick? Yes. Short and sweet. Yes. 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 Okay. I think the storyline could have came out a year after the first one. Easily. Okay. But Cameron was like, I have to wait for the technology to grow so I can make the second movie. So. Which is worth it. Because you don't want to. You can't half-ass a sequel. How many movies have a sequel and it just, it's a crapshoot? Most of them. All of them. So many. Except for Godfather You can two. count on one hand how many but good also, ones there are. Yeah, but also, like, I get it because you want the CGI to be up to par, you know, later on in life. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to wait, but, I mean, 13 years is a long time to wait for CGI when 98% of the movie is CG, CGI. That's a good reason to wait, then. Yeah. It's it a good still, reason to wait. It looked, it looked great. I mean, from I the, the best CGI I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, from the original to this one. Huge jumps. Cameron straight up said, like, Marvel? That's nothing compared to Avatar CGI. He said True. that. He said, True. my really. stuff is better than Marvel. And Marvel has, like, a small country it in, is. in their movies. It is. And, yeah, the visuals, top notch. Can't really beat them. But at the same time, am I going to wait 13 years for a washed-up storyline just so I can look at bomb-ass visuals? Yeah, that's why I watch. <laughs> that's why I watch snowboarding movies on repeat. Or maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the the storyline was made to be simplistic on purpose to be translated to Chinese. Because who's the main audience uh, consuming this movie? It's China. Is it really Asians? The whole that whole area of the world love avatar when i was at pandora world in disney world it was all chinese people cool every like when i worked at the chinese company back in the day all, i was the only american there they all loved avatar well there you go that's their star wars they're like oh avatar's so great well, there you go avatars their star wars oh really <laughs> there you go oh, okay <laughs> avatar and kobe bryant Oh yeah, Kobe. Did I like Kobe. Kobe was their god. Oh, really? Kobe. Oh yeah. Were they sad when he blew up? I mean, the whole world was sad, dude. I was fucking yeah. sad for like a month straight. Oh, Kobe. Mm hmm. So that's why I think the storyline is simplistic, so they could translate. So it. they can translate it. They don't need this complex story, exactly. Or, or so that they can translate it for more countries yes. at the same time and release it easier to those countries. Hence, for making the first two billion dollar film, yeah, they're, they're like, we got a, we got a hole here. We need to fill with we dollars. Fill this with cash. We spend this. We spend a lot of money. Making <laughs> give me this. money. Give me money now. Give me the money. How can they globalize it? Make money. Mickey Mouse is like, you promised us three million. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth the wait. <laughs> Definitely worth the wait. Where's my money? You promised us three million. <laughs>
Uh, so that's why I think the storyline is a little bit lacking, if it is lacking. I think it's so it can be translated to other areas because already it's being proven most of the money made from this movie is international. It's not here in America. So it's like this movie was made for everybody else, not us. Mm. You fall in love with the characters. You fall in love with the planet, not the story. Yeah. Not Yeah, exactly. You go for an experience. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. What else are we getting off the fence about? Well, did Way of the Water live up to the first movie or was it? It was better. It was better. It was definitely okay. better. I mean, in terms of. It's the same thing. With better CGI. Yeah. So, yeah, it's better. It was better CGI, but at the same time. Um, okay, yeah. So, talking about the first one, how long was the first one? Like two and a half hours long? It was like two and a half hours. It was two and a half definitely hours. less than this. It was movie. two and a half hours. I remember the first one ending and wanting to see more. Mm-hmm. I did not really want to see more after this. Like I got my fill. It was long. It wasn't, but it wasn't overly long. It's the way like, of the water. Like I had to make water. The Batman was long and drawn out because it's just dread. King Kong. Oh, you're remember? in Chicago. I mean, Gotham is <laughs> bad. Do you remember that three hour long King Kong movie that came out when we were in like middle school? Yeah, with Peter Jackson. Sure. Jack Black's in it. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Phenomenal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal movie. You don't need the first hour and you don't need the third hour. (laughs) One hour, the one, (laughs) the one hour in the middle is the sweet spot that all, it's all you need. Get rid of the bread. Just have the meat. Yeah. All you need is like a 20 minute intro to that one hour and like a 15 minute outro of that hour. And you're solid. I know you have Premiere Pro. Why don't you make the the Peter Casa cuts? I'm pretty sure it already exists. Like King Kong in 10 minutes, done on YouTube. <laughs> it probably has like 80 million views already. Uh, okay, but yeah. so you think it's better than the first I one? I think it's better. It, basically, what I expected Avatar to be, it was. Okay. The visuals were more than what I expected. Um, I personally thought, okay, this is going to be the same recycled thing that was not true it was better visually so i think it was great okay how about you nick yeah it was a i think it was a good continuation of the first one and it kind of it ends the same exact way right zooms in on his face he opens his eyes (laughs) opens those amber eyes really it's the same exact story but i think we're going to be learning more now about another type of navi in the third one Mm -hmm. another part of pandora that we didn't explore this time, we're going to do for a third time. Okay. And then a fourth time. Yeah, and hopefully there aren't, like, you know, talking birds in the third one. Like, because nah. <laughs> that was weird when the whale started to talk back. What was weird is that it wasn't explained. It was it was explained later in the movie when you have the villains come in, the Coast Guard, and they're whaling, and it's like, oh, these creatures, are, they're smarter than humans. Mm-hmm. They're, their brain's bigger, and they can process more information. So it's like, well, duh, they could talk. Well, so it's like, when we first see them talking, it's like, huh? Exactly. What? Exactly. And then it's explained. So it's like, why don't you explain it first and yeah. then show it? They got that special sauce in their brain. Yeah, you got to get the sauce. 80 million yeah. a kilo. 80 mil. Which we didn't even talk about. It's to stop aging. Yep. Yes. Like, stop it. Can you imagine that, though? Yeah, they say that it stops aging completely, right? So What does that mean? It means that you take this weird serum from their brains, if yeah. you're human, and your body stops um it stops uh aging cells so do but okay because this is how humans age in my view it's like you develop 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 for most of your life well half of your life and then you plateau then you age 
and then you end up dying. So it's like, well, will that stuff stop development? So, or does it stop the visual skin collagens sagging and stuff? Everything. So, like, if you, if you, you know what I'm saying, no, no. So, if you were to take this at, like, let's say, age five, you're five forever. Where you at at five? You're so it's five like a, forever. It's like a vampire. Yes, you got listated. Exactly. And you stay that age. Exactly. That would make sense. That's, but again, not important. <laughs> it doesn't even apply to the important, but they're like, okay, what's like the basis as to why the sky people are back? We need this serum ju- jelly juice. I would say it's better than unobtainium, whatever yeah. awesome quote, oil or yeah. coal that they're trying to get. Well, they mined all that shit out, so now they're coming back for the whale brain. <laughs> yeah. So harvesting yeah. resources, killing the planet. <sighs> I would say for me, I like the first movie better. I like the plot of the first movie better. Plotline for the first one, yes. The visuals, visuals, second. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think we're in agreement. So hopefully the plotline is amazing for the third. I hope so. I heard someone read the script of the sixth one and they cried. Airy leaked? Well, I mean, James Cameron's given it to his friends. Oh, my gosh. And they just like, oh, my God, I cried reading this screenplay. So hopefully it has some awesome trajectory with this. So we'll see. James Cameron's like, I gave it to my friend and he cried. His name's also James Cameron. <laughs> All right, Pete, was the subplot of the whaling aspect as impactful as the deforestation of the first movie? I think yes, because um, for me, like, all right, I love documentaries, right? Yeah. So I've seen a lot of just like, Okay, I find out at the very end, like PETA sponsored <laughs> documentaries. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Why did I just watch like a million whales get slaughtered in Norway or like whatever? So that definitely brought up some triggers from like past documentaries that I've seen. Okay. Them like killing these whales and everything. But going back to the movie and like how the characters are in the movie, um, Spider, who is the, the boy that hangs out with the native Navi. Yeah. You can see him just like with this inner turmoil while he's watching these whalers kill these whales mm-hmm. while he's on the boat and he, there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. And he's like, this sucks. I feel for the whales. That was one of two parts that triggered me. Um, other part was when they were burning down the village of mm-hmm. one of the sea people clans. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. You don't got to do that shit. Anyways. So, so cement your villain as villains. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I think the subplot was just as impactful as a deforestation. It could have been larger, just like the first movie was. Yeah. But I think we definitely needed the other subplot of getting to know the sea people and, you know, who they are, why they're like that, why, you know, the Navi from the first one had to run to these ones. Yeah. So I think I think it covers all bases. I think if you truncated the whole small soldiers guy and just expanded the whale subplot, you could have had that. Like yeah, in the first I think movie. I think if you take away the whole like military industrial complex from the second one, have only the whalers mm-hmm. with like their private, you know, military security. Yeah, because isn't that what the first one was like? You had the deforestation dudes, but like the military was like their security yeah. for it. That's all it was. Private army. But then it turns into just like army versus natives for both movies. Yep. So. Yeah, because they wanted to like cut down the mother tree mm-hmm. to get the unobtainium. Yep. Because it's underneath. Whereas the tree. like they wanted to get the brain juice of the whales, mm-hmm. and then at the same time kill Jake Sully yeah. just to kill him. 
for revenge basically yeah. and that's what we find out what the main mission is in the movie like and he's like our sole mission is to kill <laughs> that's why we're here jake sully <laughs> to kill and this one guy to kill this one guy and you hear all the marines like <laughs> and you're just like what all mission. right this is fucking stupid <laughs> It's Great. Like, wow. We're, spend we're, spending, stuff. we're spending trillions of dollars to go to, to Pandora to kill one person yeah. that spat in our face. Yeah. Yep. It's stupid. Very American. America. Money is no issue. They got all the no money expense. in the world. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. Spare making no expense. this movie. Spare this, no this, expense. Uh, trying to this, get guy, it. this guy punches in the face. We're going to go murder him. <laughs> okay. Do you also think about like why why that the new avatars, the you know, the marine avatars, the mercenaries were like wearing camo and boots and, and like and giant watch armor. and yeah. like backpacks. Well, that's how it was on the first one too. But they, but he's like, we're going to be the Navi. We're going to walk like the Navi. Oh, and they they still they're wearing all this gear. Yeah. Yeah. Like an Apple watch on. Fucking army surplus <laughs> Navi. Okay. It's like kind of, uh, that was kind of silly to me. It was. Oh, James Cameron. Yep. He tried. But yeah, they, they, in the first one, they connected the deforestation with, Essentially, the ultimate mission of getting the unobtainium, yeah. but in the second one, the gut wrenching part, like the deforestation, like the whale hunting, that's not really tied to, you know, where they live or anything. Well, I guess it is because they communicate with them, and they almost use it like the uh, yeah the tree of life, where like they would plug into like the trees and see their memories. Yeah, because you see the kid go inside the whale, plug into him and yeah, I think like see the memories. So first first one, you have like the natives that they take care of the tree and the tree takes care of everything else around them, right? Yeah. So you take care of the tree, the tree takes care of you. And then in the way of water, you have these sea people navi who are taking care of the whales and because they're, ta they're taking care of the whales, the whales are taking care of them as well. So you know, like they don't tell you how the whales are taking care of them, but I'm thinking, okay, the whales are preventing like dangerous species from getting at them because they're water-based, you know? So that could be like their own kind of tree, but then there's also the underwater spirit tree as well. Yeah. Which we yeah. didn't really get into. We didn't really explore that. And no, we were I'm, there for like two minutes. We were there for two seconds. <laughs> so also there were like so many of those whales. How come none of them helped except for the one amputated one? Because they have a law of there, the whales. There was an exposition dump in the in the movie where it's like, Oh, they used to fight with each other. No, they don't they, fight for any reason. Killing is wrong. Yes. Yeah. So, so the they reason don't, why they didn't kill him. Yeah. The guy the amputated uh, whale. Outcast. He believes in killing. Yes. <laughs> he did something. It was, right. revenge. So, it was yeah. revenge. It was revenge. Yeah. Uh, and he was the one that saved everybody. It's basically a revenge story. It is. All the way around. Right? Small soldier revenge on Jake Sully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whale revenge Whale on strikes the hunters. Back. Whale strike back. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's impactful because it's like nature is being disrupted type of thing. But it's like, it's it, there is no link like in the first movie we have to protect the tree that is our home the tree of life and they're all connecting to it so right. i can't destroy that and then with the second one it's like you could have had some sort of thing where it's like we have to protect the, i don't know coral reef yeah there's no like, benefit yeah there's no benefit the whales bring besides communication yeah. communication and some light conversation. story storytelling yeah. hell they could have been a food source for right. these island people right anything anything 
They just they just exist, and that's why I was hoping for like a larger underwater presence of this movie, where it is like this huge majestic coral reef, like and like Aquaman. hopefully these like water navi had like gills and stuff, and like they lived in the water. That's what I was hoping for, like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> is that <laughs> like, what you wanted? Like I was hoping for this, like you uh, step in a doo doo this time, <laughs> exactly, and like that's what I want. I, I wanted the water to be explored more, and maybe it's teed up for the third hey, one, like man. you said. Yep. Maybe it's teed up. Because those are island people. We haven't seen underwater Navi. Yeah, I love hey. how I love how Yeah, there's that too. But like I I loved how the island Navi just looked like Samoans <laughs> mixed with Navi. Yeah. And I'm just like, these guys are tight. They were tight. They were cool. All right, final question. Would you recommend Avatar the Way of the Water? I would. I you would. would. Yeah. I mean, the first one's enjoyable. If you're a fan of what you saw in the first one, definitely check it out. If you're going into the second one, not seeing the first one, you're definitely going to be lost. You have no idea what's going on. Like yep. we were sitting in the car, Max on breakfast sandwiches before the thing even started. And Nick and I, we saw like, you know, families with like little kids walking into this. And I'm like, are they even going to understand what's going on with this? Yeah. So we also need to talk about that. Yeah, there are babies in the theater. Who brings a baby to a movie? You know, we're in IMAX surround sound, so I, was, I didn't know vibrating. I didn't know what was like part of the movie and what wasn't. And what broke the immersion? I was like, "Hold up, is that a baby? Yeah, like, crying baby." And yep. then toddlers going, <laughs> "It was bad." And then like some like. Asian family talking throughout the entire movie. I didn't have that. Pretty loud, too. Mandarin. Like, it was pretty loud. It was loud. So I didn't hear any of that because you guys were to my left and that family was to your left. Yep. To my right, there was just, like, some rando dude maxing on a jumbo bucket (laughs) of popcorn. At 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. And he also had French fries. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, that smells so good. I didn't even hear what was going on in your neck of the woods over there. Okay, that right there symbolizes the movie. Giant popcorn, French fries, chicken tenders. <laughs> exactly. Would I recommend morning. it? 10 a.m. Absolutely. Because oh. it's a great visually <laughs> stimulating film where you don't need to see the first one to go enjoy it. So a lot of films, you got to see the, the, the prequels or the first episode, second episode in order to understand the film. You can go see this one and just en- still enjoy it. Because, again, what? It's a super simple plot line. Save the kids. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. Save yeah. the kids. Get a babysitter. And it's Leave visually stimulating. Home. That's just what it is. Yeah, Phenomenal. I'm going to echo that because it's like you take that breakfast of champions he had, a bucket of popcorn, chicken tenders, French fries, probably a Diet Coke. Probably. And it's like it is. It is a treat. It is a visual treat. The movie it is stunning. But as for substance, not a whole lot there. Nothing. Unfortunately. No. You're not going for it, though. So would I recommend that? Breakfast of Champions? No. I no. wouldn't. No. 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 Unfortunately, no. no. It's not for everybody. It's like me as I want to know what happens in Avatar next. So I went for that. But right. it's like, just watch the first one, to be honest. Yeah. Like, for, like me, better. for me, like I once I start... Like a like a franchise, yeah. I have to end it. I don't care how bad it gets. Saw, saw. I need <laughs> to end it. I love the Saw movies. I, always I know you do. Like deep, like Saw movies, the Fast and Furious movies, the Scream movies. Like 
I love those franchises. But Scream like, takes Manhattan. <laughs> Death. But like, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, there's just whenever I start like a franchise that I know is going to be like drawn out and like, okay, there's got to be something else lying in the background. Yep. For this, and I really wanted this movie to take one more step towards that that end goal of like, what's this main theme? And they just, you know, they didn't do it. Didn't do it. Didn't commit. Didn't you know what though? I, I have a feeling this is going to be the, I guess the climax, if you will, is going to plateau from here because really? now they're going to start pumping them out. Oh no. And there was that, the weight of, you know, 12 years, huge leap in technology, huge leap in CGI. Yeah. So it's automatically going to be better, mm-hmm. but now it's just going to be the same quality pretty much with probably the same rough watered down storylines. No. Yeah. And that's, that's where <laughs> no. my head is kind of as well. Fuck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're going to get all these really cool adaptations of, the, of this movie, but okay. More of the same. What else are they going to harvest? The Just Unless more we the get same. new writers in. Yes. Which isn't going to happen. No, because it's his baby. Maybe they leave yeah. Pandora. Hey. Neighboring planets. We yeah, bring come on, the man. Navi Let's to get off Earth. Pandora. Let's get off Pandora. Bring the Navi to Earth. They can't breathe our air. We can't breathe their air. Yeah. That's why we need to terraform Pandora, because probably Earth is fucked up. Is there a desert on Pandora? We don't know yet. Probably. Think about that. There, there might has be. to be. Different That'd biomes. be interesting. If like you have an orange, like yellow oh, Navi. Yeah. Like, Tuscan Raiders. Tatooine. I, I bet you, Raiders. Bet like you it goes Benta. there. It's got to go there. It's got to go there. And then that's the link to Star Wars, and then mm-hmm. Boba Fett will be in there. Jabba the Hutt, Navi. Mando and Grogu. Yes. Yep. Could bring you in cold or yeah. warm. I mean, there were there were some aspects of Star Wars that you could like pick up here and there, which I thought was kind of cool when it comes to just like a larger franchise. Yeah. Um. Even like like the mini scores that you hear throughout the movie, very John Williams esque. Some of them. But yeah, like you know, it was just I I definitely dug that. It's a good movie. I just wish it was better. Exactly. You know, especially yeah. with the weight. Yep. Yeah, 13 years. Not it's worth like, the wait. This is what you come up with? Not worth the wait. Visuals? Bag. Yeah, I'm cool with visuals. Everything else was shit. Yeah. Would you recommend it, Nick? Yeah, Nick, would you recommend it? Wait, you already said yes. He did? 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you go to the bathroom during that time? Or maybe. The, the brain the, fart. The way of the water. <laughs> All right. We're at the end of the show. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the syndicate. Pete, you're still off the grid. I'm slowly, you know, get, coming back on the grid. Back to the grid. I don't know yet. Come but, back to uh, the Matrix. Come plug, back. Plug back in. Plug back. Did you see? Let's go off the rails a little bit. Oh boy. So, We're never ending. <laughs> did you see this? Did you see this? Just announced. Um, I forget who it was, but I think Elon Musk is one of the backers of this. But there's a company out there, yeah, that is developing this concept to grow babies for infertile people. So people that can't. We should end the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This, this, like, this, like, platform uh-huh. or like whatever. Let's see where this goes. They can grow thirty thousand babies in a year, and it looks like the baby growing fields in the Matrix. Are you serious? Delicious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Soylent green. <laughs> I am dead. Veal. Serious. Fresh veal. Fresh veal. So you're telling me that Elon Musk is back in a project to grow humans. Yeah, on mass. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, this isn't real. Was this on like clickhole.com? Clickhole.com. For all your clickhole needs. 
Uh, no. So the company is called Ectolife. And let me just pull up this photo for you right this here. This is an avatar. Thing. It's time to end the podcast. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Hold on. Let me read it. A solution to Musk's fear of population class. He does. He is afraid of that. That's why I have like 15 kids. Uh, artificial room facility could grow 30,000 babies a year. It's a screenshot. You can't scroll. Oh, oh so this is, this is fake news. Then. It's fake news. No, it's on Yahoo, man. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yahoo Finance. Yeah, Who's financing this? Elon. Elon Musk. Okay. <laughs> Elon We're gonna Musk. cut all that. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> this is unedited, raw. People slowly see Peter's crazy. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, As, it, actually, we never know. Never say never, we never Elon. Know. <laughs> never know. Elon, never know. Hey, Elon is just a billionaire in a billionaire's candy store right now. He is. That's he all has, he is. He has fuck you money. And I just he love, bought Twitter just to fuck it up. Exactly. I love how for no people. Reason. I love how people are all about like, oh, he's doing this. Like, who fucking cares? <laughs> Let him do his thing. He has money. Exactly. He played Sims with all the cheat codes on. Exactly. <laughs> All right. True. Nick, are you staying <laughs> off the grid or can people follow you anywhere? Off grid, baby. You're off the grid. All right. Off the grid. Yeah. Two off grid people. There off grid. Go. Talking about babies being harvested. Can Mr. Only, nobody. Can only find us. Nobody. Can only find us on the Syndicate Podcast. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. And I look forward to the next movie. It's that we're always watch. a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye bye. That's it for this time on The Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxed at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.